0: It was a tale of two halves for the Chargers on Sunday, and they couldn't get it done against the Chiefs.
1: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles
0: Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up? And welcome into the Locked On Chargers Podcast. I'm your host Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons. But this is our sixth year as the host of the Locked On Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys as always for making this your first listen tonight. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel, and listen wherever you get your podcast from. Man, another just insanely frustrating game. I mean, you can lose to the Chiefs, but it felt like this was another one that slipped away from the Chargers where the Chargers offense looks good in the first half and then absolutely disappears and gets shut out in the second half. And Brandon Steeley's defense looks like they've never seen Travis Kelsey on tape before, right? And then in the second half, they pull things together, but then the offense just isn't there to actually find a way to win this game. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get bet $5 and get $200 back. And bonus bets guaranteed. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Two and four on the season now for the Chargers. I, You know, I we couldn't pick them to win going into this one because neither of us had any trust that they would be able to find things, uh, find a way to get things done late if they were able to stay in this game late. And they were. I mean, 31-17 doesn't tell the whole story. The Chargers had so many chances to get back in this game. And instead, David, they fall to two and four on the season. They get their first double-digit loss of the season. And this is a team that's just completely out of whack
1: yeah i mean there's not a lot of things that you can point to uh, on a consistent basis on either side of the ball that make you feel really good going forward there's a lot of work to do a lot of things to clean up a lot of the same themes that we've been seeing uh, throughout this season have reared its ugly head again in this game, inability to get off the field on third and longs, having those big lulls in the middle of games and just having inconsistent performances on defense as a whole. I think the only thing that you can kind of hold your hat on in this one is that the special teams was pretty good. I think J.K. Scott was pretty good in this game, p- kicked some pretty good uh, punts inside the, uh, the 20-yard line. But besides that, Daniel, not a ton of redeeming qualities to be happy about in this one.
0: Yeah, and the special teams also gave up a 50 yard punt return that ended up giving up the not even
1: special teams,
0: yeah. The dagger in the fourth quarter. I mean, it it was a tale of two halves. I mean, the Chargers offense looked pretty good. They looked creative, they were creating explosive plays in the first half. Joshua Kelly gets a 49 yard touchdown. Joshua Palmer gets a 60 yard reception. Like it was like, okay, well, this is going to be a shootout, right? The Chargers at least look like they're up to the task of, okay, we need to score, and we're actually being able to move the ball. They had some balance. They were keeping the Kansas City Chiefs defense off balance, right? And then it all just unraveled, and it just you can't disappear the way the Chargers offense did in the second half. I mean, zero points. They were also shut out in the second half against the Raiders only a couple of weeks ago, three consecutive three and outs, One was running the ball three straight times and just for eight yards to get a punt. Like, I don't know how you're running it all three times if you're not going to go for it on fourth down. And this is what it looked like, David, in the second half. Interception, three and out, three and out, three and out, interception. Like, it's just, you're not going to win games like that. And it's happening seemingly in every game.
1: Yeah, I, it's it's so frustrating because you know the potential of this offense. Like you see all the weapons, even and yeah, it it sucks not having Mike Williams out there. I mean that's sure. definitely a guy that you're sorely missing, especially against the Chiefs because you know he got it for those games and he was a certified Chief killer. But You have to try to figure it out. You got to try to use your other weapons. And, and, I mean, Austin Eckler, uh, again, not really super effective in this game. Uh, Couldn't really, uh, you know, impose his will at any point. And, you know, you didn't really get much uh, from anyone outside of Josh Palmer or or Keenan Allen in this game. It just, uh, the Chargers are still trying to figure out who they are as an offense and what weapons they can go to in the critical moments. And right now, nothing's really working for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, Joshua Palmer was about the only thing that went right, right? Five catches, 133 yards in this game. I mean, he actually seems to be one of the only people willing to step up in this offense. I mean, he's playing really, really good. But it's just like, how can this happen with the guys we know are on this offense every game like this? Like, even against the Cowboys, they had five straight possessions in the middle of that game where they didn't score, right? And they're turning it over on downs. They're punting it. They're going three and out. And it's just... Terrible because the Chargers offense, if they would have kept up what they were doing in the first half in this game, they win, you know, because the the Chargers defense actually buckled down and got stops and gave them multiple chances to get back in this game, to go down and tie the game. And they had, you know, two turnovers and three, three and outs like it's just inexcusable. It's unacceptable. You have a brand new offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore who you brought in. So you wouldn't have stretches like this, right? Like we've seen these stretches. We've seen scoreless third quarters under joe lombardi that was what kellen moore was brought in for he had one of the highest scoring third quarter offenses in the nfl in his time in dallas and since he's come here i mean the the proof is in the pudding like it it just how can you have any faith that this offense no matter how well it starts right no matter if it gets a couple of touchdowns in a row isn't just you know a couple series away from being scoreless and just totally unraveling i mean there's just no identity to it there's no you know consistent bread and butter for this offense
1: it feels disjointed Daniel it just feels really disjointed you see a couple of series like the first series against the Dallas Cowboys that was like beautiful I mean you see that you're like okay man you're you're feeling good you think like this offense is going to get humming and then all that ingenuity that you saw all that production that you saw it evaporates and then in this game um it was the same thing in the first half you saw them, you know, creating shot plays, moving the pocket. They're they're getting, you know, Justin on the move. They're they're, you know, creating opportunities for the, their receivers, and and they were making plays. And then in the second half. That completely evaporated. It just yeah. went away. I mean, I, I remember one particular play call where they ran it on the third and five, and I was, like, screaming at the TV, like, what are we doing here? Why is this part of your game plan? I mean, I understand you want to try to keep it creative and you want to stay committed to the run, but in in that situation, you got to give the ball to Justin Herbert and let him go make a play. It's just this, this offense from beginning to end, there's no fluidity. I mean there's all you always just feel like where is going to be the moment where they're going to be able to put it together for four consecutive quarters and they haven't done that. They've only yeah. done a quarter here, a quarter there and that's just really scary right now uh, as a team where you're trying to figure out who you are.
0: Yeah, and it hurts worse, you know, when you're trying to keep up because your defense is just getting shredded, right? Because yeah. the defense came Totally unprepared for this game. Like, I, I would love to know what the defensive game plan was going into this, but nothing worked. I mean, they no. absolutely steamrolled in the first half. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, getting literally anything they want. Kelsey goes nine for 143 and a touchdown. Mahomes throws for 323 yards in the first half. Woo. Right, that Justin Herbert didn't hit that the whole game. No, Patrick Mahomes did that in the first half of this Chargers defense, and it just everything was too easy. And they just look completely unprepared. And it's just, I, I know what they did in the second half, and we'll talk about that. But, like, to have this game start off that way and dig yourself in a hole, like, the Chargers should have been going into halftime with a lead, with the way the offense was playing. But they couldn't because the defense could not get off the field.
1: Well, they talk so much about the, you know, being prepared for the middle eight, right? And and that's not something that was, pre- like, uh, at the forefront of, of the Chargers' mind in this one at all. I mean, you it didn't ever, work in ever, this one especially... Now. Yeah. Especially when you know that you're not getting the ball after halftime, you can't let them score before and get that double dip opportunity. You just can't, you can't do that. And of course you allow a 96 yard drive that turns into a touchdown. And you know, that first half was just about as bad as you could play on defense. I mean, it was, it was scary.
0: It just sucks that you're continuing to see this team come out looking like they just don't know what they're doing defensively, especially after two games where you felt like some baby steps were made, right? Like you felt like things were at least moving in the right direction defensively. And then they come out in this game, you know, at least with some positive defensive momentum and just get, you know, ran over by a truck. Like it's just it was crazy to watch them seem to be so far behind. And everything the Chiefs wanted to do offensively, they were getting done in the first half. But it's the Chargers offense to me, you know, that ends this game the way that ends up losing them this game. I mean, for them to disappear the way they did in the first half is unacceptable. And it just leads me to think, what's wrong with Justin Herbert, man? Like, Justin yeah. Herbert still doesn't look like he's totally comfortable. And, like, there's a bunch of really, really good throws in the middle of it. Like, he made some outstanding plays that no one wants to talk about. But the bad is what's going to be remembered. Two second half turnovers just has me thinking what's wrong with Justin Herbert. How comfortable is he? We're going to talk about that and what else went wrong offensively coming up right after this. I do need to tell you guys about our partners at eBay Motors who have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week we're going to provide you players that are a guaranteed fit on your roster so let's see if Vinny has picked out for us on this week's ebay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week eagles wide receiver Devonte smith has cooled off a little bit after a hot start to the season but can get revved up again for a rematch against the commander's pass defense in week eight he got seven of his nine targets for 78 yards and a solid performance against them in week four but with A.J. Brown blowing up of late, expect Washington to try to contain him first with coverage and leave some more favorable downfield opportunities available for Smith. Smith is capable of exploding in any game, and the Eagles should want to get him more involved to restore the complete danger of their passing game with Jalen Hurts. Another fantasy tip from Daniel Wade, if you can find a one wide receiver one that's going up against the Chargers, anybody's top target going up against the Chargers is who you should be trading for like weeks in advance. If you can find that player, Go get them, put them, start them on your roster. Or you can basically just go with any quarterback that's going up against the Chargers defense with their defense allowing Patrick Mahomes, who's great to, you know, 10.1 yards per attempt in this game. So Devontae Smith on my fantasy team. I hope he goes off. But if you need another option... Any number one receiver or quarterback going up against this Chargers defense is good, too. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay, or eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit, and it's same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's a guaranteed to fit on your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. David, there is so much more to the offense that we didn't get into in the first segment today. And I think a lot of it just has to do with Justin Herbert. Like, I know people are out there saying, you know, like the... (laughs) The Chargers fans that have turned on Justin Herbert are pretty funny because it's like we've already seen him do it. Like I'm not just going to sit here and think that, okay, this dude is regressing he's not going to be good again. But the one thing that seems pretty prevalent is that he's uncomfortable, right? It's not quite what we saw with the ribs last year, but he hasn't looked the same since he fractured that finger in the second half against the Raiders. Things have looked different. I don't want to put all the blame on that. There's just some bad decisions made up in there too. And I think we're starting to see some Phillip Rivers with Justin Herbert where he feels like, The weight of the team is starting to get to him a little bit right in this game, 17 to 30, 259 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, sacked five times and made some really good throws. But in the second half, when the Chargers needed him to put it on himself to get something going, he couldn't. Right. And that's part of the reason why this team didn't do anything at all in the second half.
1: Yeah, I mean, Justin definitely had his moments where he made some spectacular throws. I mean, you're going to see that every time he steps on the field because he does have that rare arm talent. But he threw two interceptions in this game, Daniel, but he probably could have been at least four or five. I mean, there was a couple of bad decisions in there that absolutely could have been interceptions, but I think they were dropped by the defenders.
0: Yeah, especially late. I mean, he was definitely pressing. But, like, I also didn't see, like – you didn't see two wide-open passes missed to yeah. Keenan Allen. That would have been big plays, right? Like, you did miss right. Keenan on that fake screen, that fake wide receiver screen. Yeah, the one that they scored up, on earlier in the yeah, year. And yeah, and they ended up yeah, they ended up scoring a, a touchdown to Gerald Everett on the next play anyway, so it didn't yeah. hurt him. But, like, accuracy-wise, I didn't think he was nearly as bad as he was last week, even if the numbers don't show it.
1: Yeah, and I think he was a little bit better in that respect. I mean, I also think we need to bring up the fact that he was sacked five times and he was hit yeah. eight times. So, I mean, he, and he for 40
0: yards, that's a lot of offense to try to overcome. Yeah. yeah. When you're yeah to they were, they weren't ball. the
1: three or four yard sacks. These were the, you know, the seven to nine yard sacks that were really taking, you know, you know, taking you out of your down and distance. And it's really hard to overcome that. But, I think it's very clear that the finger is bothering him. I mean, we were talking before the show, he's handing off handing the ball off with his other hand, which is obviously very awkward and that's not something that you ever practice because you don't expect to not have full use of both of your hands. Right. So I mean, having to kind of learn how to play quarterback in a different way that he has the rest of his life is clearly affecting his play on the field. And you got to hope that hopefully that finger is going to heal here soon. So he has full control of it, full control over that and get back to playing quarterback the way that we know he is able to do so.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing is, man, is like I'm just not gonna like bet now that Justin Herbert's a bad quarterback, right? Like, oh, definitely you know, not. And, and like the thing is, is I also don't think it's out of the question that he's going to be pretty soon considered one of the top five quarterbacks in the league again, right? Like I understand people don't want to put him there right now sure. after this recent stretch, but at the same time, I've seen it. Like I don't think he's just getting worse. I think he's uncomfortable no. right now. I think he's had a stretch of bad games that we've seen from him in the past, and then we always laugh about it later because he goes on a ridiculous stretch. Like, all this started after the game where he put up 400 yards against the Vikings defense, right? Like, not that the Vikings defense is anything special, but, like, we've seen him have great games this year. He was playing well early in the year, and, I mean, the last few games, he just doesn't seem comfortable. And, I mean, Kellen Moore has to be able to have some plays in his bag in the second half to give him easy reads and give him easy throws and move the pocket and roll him out and do the things that you need to just kickstart the offense that wasn't there. But at the certain point, too, if you're the star quarterback, even if you just take one back and just start running around and and finding a way to do it and creating magic on your own, you have to do that sometimes. And and Justin Herbert in these moments has to take it upon himself to get a first down and get things going one way or the other. I don't think everything's on Herbert. But it seemed like this game turned on the first possession of the second half with that interception that was tipped up in the air. Which I'm not going to put it all on him, right? Like, yeah. he, he was probably you know would have been a tough pass to complete anyways. I mean, He's throwing th- those into. passes get
1: intercepted no matter who is doing it. No, oh no, no, for sure. But happening. even if it
0: doesn't get tipped, like yeah. it's probably it's a very t- contested tight window. Yeah, I mean that was a double the coverage.
1: Zone. That wasn't the best decision there,
0: of course. But like after that, it just disappeared. Like I don't know yeah. if you know that got in his head a little bit. I'm not sure, but that seemed like to me. That was the turning point. That was in their the last of best offensive.
1: chance, Daniel. I mean that yeah. that was the that was the, the closest
0: the, they got to scoring in yeah, the second that, half. That, that was
1: the score. closest. I mean that was their best drive of the second half by yeah. far. The only time they were really able to put any kind of offense together and, and on a consistent manner, and and they did that off of a turnover. And that's the other thing is. You get a couple of turnovers and you can't you can't turn it into points as an
0: offense. When well, the play before that, Gerald so Everett tough. drops a touchdown too, right? Like yeah. that's the other reason that this is a turning point in this game. I mean, yeah. you have it was a tough catch for Gerald Everett. Justin Herbert sure. actually put it in a perfect spot where only Gerald Everett could get it, and I think that's what you want in the red zone—a low pass that somebody, had, you know, nobody is going to intercept. And then he drops it, and, and instead of being a twenty-four-seven, you know, 24 game. Yeah. Now you're looking at, okay, you're not going to score the rest of the half, but they had their chances. They should have scored a touchdown right there, and it oh, feels yeah. like that's just what changed everything, and it all totally unraveled from there, and it sucks because we did see some positive parts of this offense. In the first half, the running game came alive. They were making big plays. Joshua Kelly gets a 49-yard touchdown. You know, Darius Davis gets involved. Like Some of the things we wanted to see happen, yeah. and then they all just disappeared.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was nice to see the the, the big running play. I thought that was going to be something that is really going to be big for the offense because uh, it's going to at least make the defense have to respect that running game and that ability to hit that home run. So it's nice to at least get that, but that it didn't really bring any kind of consistency in the running game. I mean, o- no. overall, that was the big shot run, and then you didn't really get much from anybody else throughout that. So.
0: And it felt like they forced so it a little bit. It, you they, know, they, felt like they, they forced did. It They definitely a ran the it.
1: They ran it more than they should have. I mean, I, I don't ever like taking the ball out of Justin he- Herbert's hands more than a couple of plays at a time just because that's how dynamic he is. He's the guy that's going to make the big plays. I mean, especially when there's just so many. One, two, three yard runs. There's never, they weren't ripping off big chunks. That didn't happen at any point in this
0: game. Well, except for the 50 yard touchdown. Except yeah. for that one. Right. Yeah, it's just, yeah.
1: I'm just saying, like, there was not on a consistent drive by drive a five yeah. yard run here, an eight yard run there. You weren't getting that kind of push at all again with your offensive line. I mean, that's another thing. I mean, those guys are not opening up holes and they are still giving up a ton of pressure. Justin's still having to do a whole lot back there.
0: Absolutely, and it, I think the one other thing about this game too is you see Josh Palmer go off—you know, five for one hundred and thirty-three yards. Yeah, hard to ask much more of the guy. You want to be wide receiver too, right? And he catches yeah. the fourth and sixteen laser beam from Justin Herbert to actually yeah, went up and know. got it. Yep, but at the same time, like you know, Josh Palmer hasn't been the problem. The problem is, no. is uh, once again Quentin Johnston. Has one, one catch match. in this game, right on one catchable target. He had another yeah. one that was thrown way out of bounds. He never had a chance at, but yeah, like you, can't you know, you were that hoping against. that would have been able to grow some confidence with Justin Herbert and him, him making that catchable back shoulder for a twenty-yard gain. Yeah, but still, it's one target. You know, one real target. In one catch, and he's still not a part of this offense at all. And those are the things that seem like that's part. That's
1: partly on Kellen Moore. That's got to change. I mean, he he said, "Hey, I'm gonna." That's on me. I got to get him more involved. Well, you didn't. You didn't get him more involved. Yeah. So. And Justin Herbert's just that.
0: not looking his way, man. Like, it feels yeah. like he just, like, you know, when things get tight and he only gets a chance to read a couple reads, like, Quinn, yeah, Josh. he's going to Josh Barry or he's going her. to Keenan. And
1: then I get I mean, it. I mean, also, I mean, when's last the last time guys Austin, are...
0: Austin Eckler caught some passes, man? Like, Austin yeah. Eckler was one of the best receiving running backs in the entire league. Yeah. And even on the one where Justin Herbert's getting sacked and he barely gets it away, right, and he only yeah. – you know you're like oh my god I forget hey Austin Eckler can get up the field quickly yes. if you give given those opportunities and we haven't seen him using the passing game at all which I think is another issue because you know a lot of those check downs are better than sacks right a lot of those check downs that we got so tired of would be pretty helpful and I didn't think I'd ever get to the point where I'd say that but I do want to talk about the Chargers defense and just how woefully unprepared they were And brain stealing what is your unit doing in the first half right before Somehow magically solving things in the second half and actually looking like a really good defense. We're talking about that coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys to snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of Locked On. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets back guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet that means all you have to do is place a five dollar bet and you get two hundred dollars back in bonus bets two hundred dollars even if you lose guys you're not going to get a better deal than that if you've been thinking about joining fanduel there's no better time to get in on the action because the app is super easy to use there's a wide range of betting options including spreads player props over-unders and more right now next sunday night the Chargers are opening up as nine and a half point favorites on sunday night football against the bears against undrafted rookie quarterback tyson Bajent who just got done beating up on the Raiders, so thank you for that. I expect that line to come down this week, because it's hard to imagine the Chargers beating anyone by double digits currently at the moment. But if you guys want to get on the action in the early lines, you can do that right now. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season in style. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, David, well, it's time to get into the Chargers defense, who... <laughs> I mean, you have to start with the bad here because it's like the Chargers defense is going to come out looking better because they played well at the end of the game. I'm, But at the same time, like, how do you let Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes do to you what the Chargers let them do in the first half? Like the frustration I felt watching Travis Kelsey just being open by five plus yards so many times in the first half was infuriating. You know, nine catches for 143 yards in the first half. Overall, you let Travis Kelsey, their obvious number one target, and it's not even close, go 12 catches for 179 yards and a touchdown. Like how how do you keep letting teams best options? Like what is Bill Belichick known for, right? He's gonna take away your best weapon. That's what the Chiefs tried to do in this game to Keenan Allen, they, they were double teaming him. They were trying to take away the Chargers' best weapon. Because teams know when they play the Chargers, Keenan Allen is your best weapon. The Chargers see a best weapon, and it's like time to have a career day. Like it, it, it's insane to let that happen and to get torched for 424 yards and four touchdowns by Tra- by Patrick Mahomes throwing mostly to Travis Kelsey. Man, like it's it's infuriating. It makes no sense.
1: I cannot stand watching Patrick Mahomes play quarterback because <laughs> his ability to yeah. extend plays and just drift off.
0: It was a huge just part. take of
1: it. off to the side and then watch, just wait for somebody to get uncovered, hit him yeah. in stride and let him run for 30 or 40 yards or glide to a first down on a third and 15.
0: Third and 18 and easily ah, picking up like 24. I mean, yeah.
1: I, it, I just cannot stand it because. The Chargers were so susceptible to that, they had absolutely no answer. How in God's green earth do you allow Travis Kelsey to be that unbelievably wide open Like a man on an island with nobody else. He's like, here I am, SOS, throw me the football. That happened over and over and over again. That's why I said you have to stay on Travis Kelsey from whistle to whistle because that guy's unbelievable ability to separate himself and find that softball in the zone, it manifested itself in the first half over and over and over again.
0: Well, let's be honest, right? Who is it on? It's on the Chargers pass rush. Like, at least to a nothing. big extent. Because the thing is, is like, they ended up, I think, only getting him down one time in the One time, game. yeah. But at least in the second half, they were corralling him, though. Like, they were at least collapsing the pocket and not letting him actually get out. And he was throwing passes away in the second yeah. half, right? Yeah. Whereas in the first yeah. half... You have, you know, edge rushers going and and, and trying to go make inside moves and just doing exactly what he wants them to do, right? Yeah. And, and yeah, of course the referees missed some calls, and I saw people complaining about it. That's going to happen. You know what I mean? If you're waiting for you to get all the calls against the Kansas City Chiefs, you're going to be watching a very, very long game because it's just not going to happen. And the thing is, is when you, like, the defense has to be better, too. The secondary, the game plan wasn't good. Let's start there. But on the plays where you did cover up the first options, he was able to escape and create every single time and create big plays like that. I mean, four scrambles for 29 yards in this game, including the one on third and 18. In the pass rush, as a whole, you have to be able to collapse the pocket. You have to close down those running lanes against Patrick Mahomes. You can't be freestyling and trying to go inside and giving up contained. You just can't can't. do it. Because what happens is huge explosive plays are allowed. A 46-yard touchdown to Valdez Scantling out of the pocket a 53 yard catch and run from travis kelsey a 37 yard catch and run to rasheed rice right before half another long touchdown that gets called back and turns into a field goal because a lucky block in the back penalty like it they was gave just insane
1: four plays of 25 plus yards or more excuse me they give up a play of 25 plus yards or more to four different receivers in this game four different yeah. receivers got an explosive play out of patrick mahomes that is the reason why the Chargers lost. One of the major yeah. reasons right there, you allow him to go off script, you wait for somebody to get uncovered, he hits him in stride and then explosive play. It's just the lack of discipline. It's the lack of being able to stay locked in from beginning to end. That's what you have to do. That's why it's so frustrating to go up against this, you know, this Chiefs offense because of Patrick Mahomes' yeah. ability to extend the play. It's one well, the most annoying.
0: frustrating the most frustrating thing about it too is it's like not only are you giving up the explosive plays but you're giving up ten to twelve yard cushions for the easy plays Why? as well. It's like you want Why? the easy plays; you can have it. If you want the yeah. twenty-five plus yard plays, you can have it. Like, yeah. you can't have whatever the you plays. want. You can you can dare them to beat you deep, you know, and and take everything underneath away, or you can make sure you don't get beat deep and then give up the things underneath. The problem with the Chargers defense is they're doing both. They're doing both of those things. Like, what what is the specialty? What are they good at? Right, and and then that's the hard thing too is like. You actually saw what they were kind of good at in the second half. Like, they actually showed you that they made adjustments and came out and played a lot better in the second half. David, in the second half, the only points they allowed were after a 50-yard punt return by the Chiefs that set the Chiefs up on the 35-yard line. Like, they were scoring points on that. They did, Like and they played much better. They stopped the first four. The the Chargers were down seven points. Yeah, The Chargers defense came out and got a stop on the four first possessions from the Chiefs in the second half. Yeah. Right? If you do that, you can't be still losing that game. If you're down yeah. by 70, your defense gives you four stops. Like, every time they punted it back, I was saying, like, how many how many chances are you going to give them? Like, yeah. How many bullets do you think are left in this Chargers defense to continue getting stops? Because the Chargers defense should have gotten them back in this game because they were actually very good in the second half, and the only points they gave up were after a special teams blunder.
1: Well, I mean, you, you, you gave the stats on what Travis Kelsey did in the first half. In the second half, three catches for 36 yards. That's all that he did. The Chargers finally said, oh, wait, maybe it might be a good idea to actually double-team Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Wow, what a concept! And then guess what? It worked exactly how you expected to, it
0: to, but you got to that adjustment way too late. And then, at the, and then your defense is on the field for the whole entire second half too, right? Because like you just can't sustain anything offensively, and like it's such a double edged sword when not only can you not score points offensively. But you're literally giving your defense no time to rest. And like the defense deserves absolutely like it, like, like it says, I right hear like it's it was a true Jekyll and Hyde act by the Chargers defense. They yeah. had one of the worst halves I've ever seen defensively in the first half. And yeah. in the second half, they put together one of the best halves I've seen the Chargers play against Patrick up seven Mahomes. points, period. One of the best halves yeah, I've ever it. seen this Chargers defense play against Patrick Mahomes is what the Chargers defense did in the second half. And that's why they can't get all the blame for this one because it was terrible in the first half. At the end of the day, they gave them chances to win this game. Like the defense, it, it sounds so cliche. The defense gave the Chargers offense plenty of chances to get back in this game and even go ahead in this game. It's not like the Chiefs offense just got super conservative once they were up. No, they were still running their same offense. The Chargers defense made adjustments and made it much tougher on them. And that's easily the most frustrating thing about the Chargers defense is way too often things like, way too easy and now all of a sudden David your season's on life support like you're not mathematically eliminated but you're about as close to it as you can possibly be and there's going to be some very much must win games coming up on the schedule the next couple weeks so we're going to talk about that tomorrow when our Chargers buy or sell when we get into the biggest storylines and overreactions there's a lot of wild things being said out there right now and I don't think a lot of them are overreactions with how this team has played through their first six games. So to make sure you guys don't miss this, go subscribe or follow for free in the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from, as well as finding the show every day on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drugmeyer at Talk SD, as well as the show's page at Locked On LAC. You can also find us on Instagram at Locked On Chargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. Thank you guys <laughs> for being here with us, helping us keep our sanity, man. Like it's just this season's tough, man, and, and you know, they, they have a lot of ground to make up, and you don't want to be stuck in the middle, right? You want to be really bad or really good, and it feels like right now until the Chargers can show us otherwise that they're stuck in that purgatory in the middle where they're just not a good team and they can't be good teams. We're going to talk about all that and so much more tomorrow, but until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.